1: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johara Tundalken Cabin. Discover
2: the all-new Renault Arcana at Blackstone Motors that comes with a five-year warranty. Call us now to arrange a test drive or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more details.
3: You're welcome to Wednesday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Straight to business. Oliver Callan. good afternoon. Hello. Uh, good afternoon, Jerry. How are you keeping? I'm really well. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Well, what's the story? Delightous. You're uh, you're back on the screen tonight, the little screen. Yes, I'm in the uh, the,
4: the the kind of uh, part of terrified nervousness excitement. About the show Callan Kicks the Years, it goes out after the nine o'clock news tonight on RT1 and we do the small matter of kicking through 100 years of Irish history in six episodes. Actually, there's nothing controversial that really happened in 100 years, so I'm, <laughs> sure,
3: I'm sure it'll be all grand. <laughs> did I see Mr. Fred Cook somewhere in the background lurking? Yes, you did. He um, He's in various
4: episodes, as various characters. Fred Cook, who people will know as the MC of the Tommy Tiernan show. And uh, he plays a Kerry footballer in this one because the 1955 final, which really sets up the Kerry versus Dublin uh, legendary epic battles over the decades, um, features prominently in this episode. So he's kind of the Kerry captain in this one. And he also plays a, a, a sort of misogynist. A television presenter in later episodes when we uh, pay tribute to Nell McCafferty <laughs> and uh, the feminist movement which was trying to fight against the show bands. That's episode two. Hmm. So yeah, he pops up and actually the Tommy Tiernan show features itself because we have two Tommy Tiernans. There's a kind of a, a loud Tommy and there's a quiet Tommy who does the TV show. Do you know, talks about the writers. And then there's loud Tommy that you couldn't broadcast on LMSM at <laughs> half of one in the afternoon. Yahoo! <laughs> so there's a there's like I, I'm calling it at the moment the, the history show for people who don't know anything or aren't interested in history because it is history through the eyes of the people we know now, whether it's Tommy Tiernan or Claire Byrne or Hosier and Bono's and uh, obviously Leo Meeholl and, and Mary Lou. They're all of there course, it's nice to be on LMFM, the official Sinn Féin channel. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're taking over. We're taking over. Of course, I'm there as well, and it's great to be on uh, such a serious show. And I want to reassure people, Jerry, uh, who are going out uh, to nightclubs this weekend, that um, everything will be not very confusing. we've We've kind of recreated the scenario of how people feel uh, at about three a m in a nightclub with the uh, confusion of the uh, rules, because nobody really knows uh, what's what's permitted or not. But rest assured, to anyone hoping to go to live gigs? I will travel to England and I will attend as many live gigs as I can uh, in my sports casuals, <laughs> uh, keeping with my policy of just having uh, as as much fun uh, in a way that people can't at home. So, uh, yeah, you're all very welcome.
3: <laughs> I don't know how this man does it. Is there any chance we could touch base yes, with it's... the president for a moment? We've had the thesis oh. now on late
5: lunch. What yes, about the president? Yes, of
4: course, yes, of course sir, Jay. I'm there, I'm there a great fan of, of Flem FM uh, it's wonderful of course I'm in the series uh, because uh, in the 90s I really come to prominence as the Minister for Arts Culture the Real, the Lechers, the Rocha and uh, they very much um excited about. Of course, the series goes right up to modern reforms like repealing the 8th. But I want to focus on repealing the 12th, if you will. That is the article in the Constitution that prevents a prison serving three terms. So I'm launching my campaign. Hashtag Michael D for three. Repeal the 12th, baby. And also I want to touch on the fact that uh, the centenary event is happening tomorrow and my, my, my colleague, my my, comrade, my my contemporary Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain has announced she is unable to go. She has the sniffles. And can I just say to the Irish government, if they're listening, told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go to the north anyway, full of B&Qs and Nathan Carter fans? What is it with them? I mean, I try to give culture to the people and still it's wagon wheel. Wagon wheel my hoop, that's what I say. Well, President... I'm going off to watch the dogs. <laughs> In the Prosecco. So that is all.
3: Bye-bye. <laughs> President, I'm going to leave you because I believe there's another man standing by. Uh, you may, not, may or may not know uh, my artist of the week this week on late lunch at the Boomtown Rats. And the main man he was paid tribute to on the Late Late Show re- recently. Bob, are you there? Mr Geldov. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Like, hang on. Yeah. What shite interview did you book me on to? Who the hell is this yahoo Or Hello? Yes. Um... Look, at this show is a desperate pile of crap. Uh, it's about 100 years of Ireland. Nobody wants to relive the last 100 years. It was full of shite hawks, poxes and misery. All right. There's nothing good about it. Everything is terrible. Uh, obviously, it's the way that I got on in life, thankfully. But, you know, it's rubbish. The whole thing is rubbish, to be quite honest with you. I don't know how it's on the telly. Typical RTE.
3: That's what I say. And I thought you were friendly, Mister Geldof, with ex-President Robinson. You cut the boots of her.
6: Sorry, now sorry, no, hang on a second here. Now, uh, sorry, Bob is gone. <laughs> is, is it my turn? Well, I don't know you already had the the T-shirt. I mean, the t-shirt You had done. So it's, you have to be balanced now. Come on, yeah. the, the rules, the, the rules of political fairness apply to Elimin FM to FM. Uh, as well as they do to me. So, first of all, uh, Jerry, in terms of, uh, I think it's very important uh, that we reflect on the history of this government. I'm all for remembering uh, the entire history, except for the years 1997 to about 2011. I think they should be erased from the Leaving Cert syllabus and the Junior Cert syllabus and Wikipedia and really in the years going forward. Uh, The important thing here is that I think the first episode, which was into de Valera. He did a lot of very, 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 very good things. Uh, but of course, we are finna, we are a new newer now. We're a very different party altogether. We're, we're for the people who uh, who get up and uh, and have their dinner first thing in the morning, preferably a cavalry. And, and I want to reassure the people we are going to reopen uh, society safely and we're going to make sure that cavalries across the country are back to full capacity and that we will have the rules as to where you can queue up at the tray for two hours and get as much mesh turn up as you like, piled up the height of a small <laughs> child. We 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 will we, we'll put we will we, we, we'll put all these rules out uh, going forward, uh, and we let all the nightclubs that are named after planets, down a Munster, reopen. Everything is going to be is going to be is going to be flying. The Riddleys, the Riddleys, there is going to be flying there <laughs> in 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 fun dark. Uh, I'm very confident going forward in terms of.
3: I never thought I'd see a Fina Falti jump into the, the aid of Geldof.
4: <laughs> Stop that. I'm the co-teach some I call the real teach also a tatler tall man of the year once stop that now please
6: Uh, he's no respect no respect for the media (laughs)
3: <laughs> you'll be back, Leo. Don't worry. You're only in abeyance for another year and you'll have the main job shortly. F- oh, listen, there's another man waiting for me. He's written his 56th book in two years. Francis Brennan, how are you? Oh, yes.
4: Hello. Hello. Yes, here we are now. Well, I have to say, I wouldn't be into this at all. I have um, my own book, which is out. It's called Let Me Be Francis. And it's all about the first 100 years of Ireland and how it could have been just great. You can get my ta- I'll be signing copies of it with my glitter pen down in my chrome. In my chrome. What radio station is this? I do where I am now. Oh. I tell you now, I loved the Celtic Tiger. We lost the run of ourselves. It was trashy. It was vulgar. I loved every second of it. Ooh, I tell you. And by the way, can we just saw? I don't really like the GA. You have that Paul Galvin fella. He's got his own range of Duns. Stay out of my lane. I should just go home and play with his balls. Ooh, can I say that. I'll be cancelled. Like my experimental range of glitter cheese didn't go down very well.
3: For Francis, our, are you going on any trips? You've been confined with
4: the all pandemic. The books are in sale. All my books are still on sale. You can go get some of them in the charity shops, but don't get them the charity shops. Make sure you get them in the proper place because there's a Francis Brennan needs all the money uh, campaign. yes.org. What's
3: that? What did you ask me? Are Programs, you aware yes, of, the, the trips? You know, you took all oh. your, your, your pilgrimages on pilgrimages around the world.
4: Let me tell you, Jerry, a little bit of a secret about TV land. I made all my programs one year, around about 1999, 99, 99, and RT just repeats them all and all. I mean, I'm repeated more often than a packet of waffles, if you have it with a club <laughs> of Saitona. Oh, I tell you, you want the Gaviscon, I'm repeating so often. Oh. I did all my shows, it's great. Oh, By the my way, my God. new Francis Brennan, the collection, Pajama Range, is now on sale. It has glitter on it, and it's on sale for $599,9999, a thousand thread count. You put it on, you can never get off again. You won't have to wear any other clothes. Oh. Oh my Be sure God. you get some scatter cushions now and let you glitter,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Callan. How do Sorry. you do it's it? Francis Francis how brilliant. do you? How do you just go from one personality to the other? Is it about? Do you? Do you? Do you use the whole body to project? You know? How do you do it? What's the secret? Well, the secret is if I
4: if I wasn't doing this, I'd have to get a real job. Kind of. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how that
3: would work out for anyone. So
6: that's, that's kind of long and the short of completely, uh, completely it.
3: Oliver, you are just the best, I have to say. I don't know how you did. By God, if you closed your eyes there, you'd honestly think. Michal Martin, Geez, I'll tell you this. You came in with him there like, and honest to God, I thought I was I talking to you. the Taoiseach, to be honest with you. Stop, Sherry. We're all Irish here. None of us can take compliments. So. <laughs> ah, you, well, take the compliments from me that. today because you're absolutely fantastic. But look, it all's good. I know we're hitting a bit of a blip with this bloody pandemic again by the looks of things. Yeah. It's not been easy all over the last couple of years. In the business, you're in it all, you know. No,
4: I'm not, and I um, was talking to someone this morning who was in the live en- entertainment trade and particularly smaller bands because mm. new bands that ha- had their plans paused... Uh, you know, merely nearly two years ago now at this stage, this sort of um were hoping to come back. A lot of those bands what I mean is they they're they're in venues where there's standing room only and there might yeah. only be small crowds, three or four hundred. Mm. So they're bamboozled. And uh, I know a fellow who's a drummer in a in a band and his tour has now been totally cancelled, but he's going to a wedding and performing at a wedding where he could go into a room with you know any amount of people really, they don't even have to be vaccinated because there's none of those rules apply to weddings and there's just all those anomalies around the place. Yeah. Now, when you get into the, when you're closing down society and the government are, you're in the minutiae or you're going to have all these clashes. So yeah. it's it's a tricky it's a tricky thing for everyone, and I suppose we just have to try and be as hopeful as possible mm. um, that um, you know we're not going to go in reverse. This oh, is. No. It is a glass half full, glass half empty. We are easing restrictions on Friday, even though it feels like we're kind of going backwards a little Mm, bit. mm. But we're doing more uh, at the weekend. We can do more than we were last week. And um, I know they have to dial up the fear factor to try and put manners on us every now and again. But Mm. I feel sorry for... People who do feel terrified because if we're fully vaccinated, you know, you're safe enough, you're, you you can still catch COVID, but yeah. you won't just be sick from it. Mm. That's what the vaccine is going to do. Mm. So I, I wish they said more of that to people because I know even, even walk around Dublin, you see older people will nearly hop off the footpath when you're coming because they're yes. still trapped in the fear of March 2020 Yeah. and um, you know they've been vaccinated a long time they get their booster shots so I think just uh, stay hopeful keep 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 our heads
3: we have and, to and, uh, we have to on. Oliver for sure we do we always have to keep the glass half full and please God this time will pass too and uh, we just have to take a little more care as you say anyway yeah. he's back tonight Callan kicks the years on RTE don't miss him he's a superstar and we're delighted to have had him with us on late lunch today God bless you Oliver thank you for joining me you're too good thanks a
4: million goodbye now yes okay is that dreadful man gone
3: yes he's gone oh god I was watching the football last night Liverpool were in Madrid such a game of football oh it was wonderful I'm sure quite a few listening today were watching last night it was an incredible game Liverpool won it 3-2 in the end it was one of those games you'd be engrossed sendings off penalties goals you name it Terrific, that's what football's all about and should be like And we really enjoyed the game last night Champions League back and on again this evening Uh, You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio Coming up on the show after 2 Charlene Matheson is with us She's new to the parish of Terman Fekin And loving it, she's from the UK Chelsea Farrell will be with us as well Uh, She's looking for a man Yes, our Chelsea's going to tell us all about it After 2 on the show Don't forget you can get in touch with us 086 1800 658 WhatsApp or text me to the show, 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Now we're supporting Irish music. We always do on LMFM Radio but in particular this month and you do know lots of Irish artists have been in touch with us. There's been a final five shortlisted to go forward uh, into the national event. One will be picked to represent us here on LMFM out of the five to go to the national final of the competition where there's a big, big prize for the winner but they're all winners once you're shortlisted and today we're going to have a listen to Kelly McCardle she's a singer-songwriter from Drogheda. she's been writing music since she was 10 she's performed at venues theatres and pubs all over the country she was a semi-finalist in the Voice of Ireland in 2015 and here she is with our song that's been selected in Irish Music Month it's Beat That Face It's bowled me over, says my next guest, how Irish people look after each other and they work bloody hard. They're the words of Charlene Matheson, who was featured in New to the Parish in the Irish Times recently. Termin feckin she's talking about. Who said it was terrible termin feckin? Charlene, welcome to Late Lunch.
7: Good afternoon, Jerry.
3: How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show. I so enjoyed the feature. I really did. I said, we've got to have a word with this wonderful lady. <laughs> Tell us a bit about you. You're from, I know somebody, you're from Hartlepool.
7: Yes, that's correct.
3: Yeah. Jeff Stelling on Sky yes, supports he Hartlepool. He's he's a Hartlepool he man, isn't he? He is, he is.
7: He's a great Hartlepool supporter. Yeah, a great
3: advocate for the town. <laughs> he is indeed. Do you ever go to see them play when you live there? I
7: don't, but my dad is an avid supporter. Oh. He's there every weekend, so
3: yeah. Oh, God almighty, they've been through hell and back, haven't they, following <laughs> they that club? <laughs> they really have. Anyway, you, you, you're you from Hartlepool. You lived for a time in Aberdeenshire. We did, yes. And what yes. took you to Ireland then? So it was a chance meeting,
7: And um, We were at a social event and my husband met his future boss, as it turned out. Um, so yeah, it, it was just... A stroke of luck, I suppose you could say. Yeah, we weren't looking to move to Ireland. We had no intention of moving from Scotland, um, but an opportunity arose and we grabbed it with both hands.
3: There's some learning for people listening today. You see jobs, sending in CVs, applications. Mm -hmm. It's often the networking, isn't it, in person that, Gets you that it, job. It is.
8: It's
7: it's making that connection with somebody. Mm, yeah,
3: it really yeah. is. And your your man is an example of it. So look, he he comes to Ireland. He comes over. He starts work here, and you yeah. follow him, follow him over with your nine year old Island, six year old Sandy. It's a yeah. big move. You've you'd never been here before, no.
7: No, no, we'd never been to Ireland. I think my husband had been once previously, but I'd never been, and um, we didn't know anybody. Um, and so yes we just took a leap of faith and um, we were invited over to have a look around and see if it would suit us we got a really good feel for the area um, and the country itself and, and thought well why not there was nothing stopping us um, so yeah took the leap
3: Now the leap is one thing but to arrive in Ireland on the 23rd of December <laughs> are you listening? the 23rd of December 2019 what yes. were you thinking? Well, I
7: just I just thought it would be really easy. It'd be exciting. We'd have a nice Christmas and go to the Temple Bar and, and settle into our new surroundings. Um, and actually, it was easier than it sounds. There with, was with a lot of preparation involved. Um, but that was a nice way to sort of start our adventure here, was to just have a lovely Christmas, just the four of us, and take stock of the decision we'd made. Um, and, yeah, we haven't looked back, really.
3: Why do you believe or what are the primary reasons that you've settled so well and integrated into the term feckin area community?
9: Well
7: I think as you told me I was coming um, over during a pandemic, I may not have come over but actually it's it's been all about putting yourself out there into the community and um, the children are a great way to meet people but obviously they were at school during the day when school was on and then we were isolated for a while so I had to look at how I could make connections. Um, so, volunteering was the way that I did it, and certainly getting involved in the local groups, the sports groups. So, my daughter swims with Drocada Swim Club, so I was volunteering there. And obviously, the GA down the road is a fantastic centre and a great way to meet people. So, we threw ourselves into that as well.
3: So, the Feckins, St. Feckins, oh, to I'll give them fecon- their full title, and they're in the county final. They are indeed, they haven't take both teams at the weekend. Three teams, Great. yes, three teams. <laughs> Louise is putting. Louise normally puts two fingers up at me from the other <laughs> studio, but she's put three fingers up at me now, and she doesn't want me to get. yes, there are three teams, some St Fekins in the final, the senior team and two others as well, and congratulations to them all. But St Fekins has been a big way in for you, you're saying to me. It
7: has, it has. Both of my children have, um, are enjoying the Gaelic football and the hurling and the camogie, And then I've been joining the ladies, the mothers and others team on a Tuesday evening. Um, Never played Gaelic before in my life, but decided that would be a great way to get people who were very local um, and a good, fun way to meet people as well. Um, So, yes, I've been doing that for, I think it's about 15 weeks. It's been running for now. So, yeah, it's been great.
3: You're kicking a ball yourself.
7: Well, it depends who you speak to. I'm trying. I'm trying very hard to kick the ball. I don't think there's much skill involved where I'm concerned. But uh, yeah, God loves to try it, Gerry. Oh,
3: for sure. And, and, and this is a great for, a, a great uh, movement across the GA clubs in Ireland for mammies and mothers and that who are getting involved themselves. And it is a great way to socially uh, connect. Now, it is. It,
7: Go on, go on, did you want to say something there, no? I was just going to say that there's a there's a dads and others as well, as Jerry, if you would be interested. I think that's starting up soon, too. So.
3: <laughs> Don't be putting me on the spot here. I'm asking the questions, you just do the answers. <laughs> but listen, here's something I, I, I picked out, and it's, it's interesting, because I have noticed this myself through sport. Mm-hmm. You say that you found Ireland... To be more diverse and multi multicultural than you ever expected.
7: Yeah, I think I think that was that's more my um, naivety and maybe not being exposed to the Irish country and the culture, etc. But yeah, been, I've been really surprised at how diverse it is and how many different nationalities there are in the even in the tiny villages as well. Um, and through the volunteering, I was asked if I would like to go on to um, it's a migrant network committee. And listening to the stories that those people have to tell and where they've come from has been really, really interesting. Mm. But yeah, I think I, I didn't even realise that things like Google and Facebook were so big over there, and that's my ignorance, that's nothing to do with anything else. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've been really surprised, really
3: yeah. surprised. Yeah, I, I, I uh, was at Troherty United's match last week in the League of Ireland, and there was a huge crowd at it, but I couldn't get over that either, Charlene. Uh, the mix of people, races, mm-hmm. generations, mm-hmm. etc. It's wonderful. To see.
7: It is. It is. It's really wonderful. It's it, it just, it's, um, thinking about the children again, I just think it's a really nice environment for children to grow up in as well, to mm. appreciate other people's cultures and the diversity that we have in communities. And um, yeah, it's great.
3: We had the Queen of Drogheda Dolls on with us yesterday, Miss Natalie Kelly. Do I take it from reading your story that you might be a member of that group?
7: I am indeed, yes, I am indeed. And she's done a marvellous job. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, at Christmas time, I I think there was was a list put up to support um, families who maybe couldn't afford to buy for each other. Um, and, and within, I think, 20 minutes, all of the I think there's about 200 different present requests. And within about 20 minutes, that list was taken open. Extra money had been donated for other things that might be needed for families. And if you think that that was during the pandemic when some people had lost their jobs, other people were on support from the government. It was just it was phenomenal. Yeah.
3: Yeah, phenomenal is right. There's something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and here's the other thing, which I thought was lovely, because it is a real Irish thing. Oh, you're becoming more Irish than the Irish themselves, I can tell you, Charlene. (laughs) This thing of people greeting you in the locality, you go into the shop or you're out and about, they know you now, they know you and you know them.
7: They do, they do, Jerry. but let me tell you, when when we first arrived, the, the phrase, um, how are you? you? know, So when people said, how are you? I was ready with an answer. Oh, I'm doing really well. How are you? And I didn't realise that it was just a passing thought of hello comment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is I was the way to tell them all
3: about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on I'll get out my health record here and run yes. through it with you I know what you're talking about it is a turn of phrase and it's a break the ice sir. you know what I mean it with is, people yes. it, it yeah. really is and yeah. I, I often say that it's lovely to get a smile a greeting and hello but you know for you I can understand the way you. it makes you feel that you're becoming part of the fabric of the place as well Thanks you know the love. word runner in
7: no I've not heard of that uh, Yeah,
3: well, when I've you're... heard
7: of blow
3: in <laughs> <Yeah>, Well it's sort <laughs> of that You know what I mean Blow yes. in Runner in Our Louise always says to so. us She lives out your neck of the woods as well yes, She says I'll uh, always yes. be a runner in out there But you know <laughs> It's only a little laugh we have about things as well Because you know It is so important with new people coming mm-hmm. Enhancing the community Bringing new perspective to life I think it's it's simply wonderful I have to say to you It really is Anyway Your children Back to your children for a moment yes. um, yeah. I heard when your son met the famous Davy Fitzgerald, he went weak at the knees, did he?
7: Uh, he did indeed he did indeed we've obviously been watching Irish uh, Islands with his family so he, he knew him off the telly and the evening that he came along to Feckins was, he um, it was, it was, it was so excited and he yeah. ran over and I was thinking he was going to be hesitant asking for his autograph but no he died straight in there <laughs> came home with a signed hurley and a signed top and he was like mum we've got to get this framed this has got to go on the wall And so very proud yes very
3: yeah. proud Yeah. and is it true your daughter's accent is changing is that true?
7: It is, it is, yes, very much so. Yeah, it's bizarre because she was born in England and then we moved to Scotland and she picked up the Scottish accent, obviously. And, and within maybe two months of being in Ireland, you could hear the twang coming in and now particularly around our friends yeah and um, it's
3: become broader yeah yeah ah uh, that's the real sign of integration i'm it telling is. you when you get the old local lingo you're made for sure <laughs> and anyway your husband is working away and you are a teacher i know and you are I am, yes. uh, getting back uh, up and running with work uh, as well it it's yes. been challenging for in normal circumstances never mind mm-hmm. the blimmin' pandemic and everything yes. so uh can I say to finish term and feck until I die? Well so far yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely I'll
7: have the I'll have the green shirt on at the
3: weekend with we'll I will <laughs> Good on you. and listen I always keep an eye for them anyway but I'll be keeping an even closer eye and thinking of your dad every weekend Hartlepool play now
7: no, well, Ken will be delighted
3: to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it on to him, please. Listen, you're I lovely and great to have you with us. Welcome and a thousand milia falches to Ireland you. to you all.
7: Thank you so much, Jerry. Lovely speaking to you too. Take
3: care. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Thanks. That's Bye-bye. the lovely Charlene Matheson there. Isn't that just heart-lifting? It would lift your heart to hear that. That's what we want. Welcome, Ireland of the Thousand Welcomes. New people, adding so much to the fabric of our society and community. We welcome it. I welcome it with open arms. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. After the break, Asha, she's an old darling of ours. She's a young darling of ours on late lunch. Chelsea Farrell's here. Stay with us. I just can't believe that former Miss Ireland, the beautiful Chelsea Farrell, is asking her mammy and the wonderful Paul Carroll to help her find the date. Chelsea Farrell, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
2: Jerry. How are you?
3: <laughs> Good. What's the story, Rory?
9: Oh I know, Jerry. How did we end up here? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on out of that. Should the men must be falling over themselves to date our Chelsea.
9: <laughs> I know, Jerry, but we just haven't found the one, so we thought by going down this road at half but Who knows?
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find out tonight for yeah. sure. Anyway, the show is pulling with my parents. Just explain to listeners, what's the concept here?
9: So it's basically where you hand over your whole, like, dating profile to your parents or to family friends or whoever you may choose. We were allowed to choose two people. So I chose my mum and Paul, because obviously they're two of the most important people to me. Um, And my dad didn't want to go on TV because no man is good enough for me, so he wouldn't have chose anyone. (laughs) It was (laughs) no worse. So we chose Paul instead. So basically that's the whole concept of it. They have to find you... Two dates, one online, on social media, and then one face-to-face. So they did a version of it a Mm. while ago, and then they did the celebrity version of it, which is starting tonight.
3: Excellent. Anyway, without giving... And I don't want to give anything away. How did you feel about them as decision-makers in a man for you? What's your general feeling about them? Did they do good?
9: (laughs) Do you know what? They tried very good. (laughs) They did their best. They took on the
3: challenge. Yes. Uh, They
9: either did really, really well or they failed miserably. Okay. (laughs) well, you're (laughs) giving... We're just going to have to
3: wait and see. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see what the story is there, either end or in between. You're going to find out this evening. But look, at even, you know, I have to say this to you. For you, with your profile and to be Miss Ireland and, uh, you know, such an influencer now across social media, is dating a difficulty?
9: You know what, area it can be because I find for me the big thing is that I want to be with someone who's with me for me and not for who I am. So it can be quite hard to distinguish from the boys who just want a bit of the attention and a bit of the limelight and the boys who are actually genuine. So that's one thing that we've kind of struggled with over the last year um, and something that I thought my mom and Paul would be able to avoid because obviously they're not me. So I thought they'd be able to do it a little bit different than I was because clearly whatever I was doing wasn't working.
3: Mm, isn't that interesting though that you say that because it's such a wild west of a world out there with fellas you know what i mean you're right where, where, where does anyone's real interest lie and when you're in the spotlight like, like like yourself i'm sure it's even extenuated that it's it's more difficult for you have you had many dates since you've been uh, uh you know crown miss ireland and in the public eye
9: um, so, to be honest, Jerry, I'm not really the type who goes on dates. I'm very fussy and it takes a lot for me to give in. So I haven't really been yeah. dating that much. Um, and I am quite shy, aside from what people might think. So I don't really put myself out there too much in the dating scene. And I've never been on dating apps or dating sites either. So it was a complete first for me having to go on the dating apps for the show as well. Mm. So I learned a lot from it as well as my mom and paul.
3: In person is probably the best, but it is it is um, a thing, isn't it, for, for girls? What you're saying now, yeah, you know, I know you are who you are and your profile, but it is just not for you across the board. It's a big issue, isn't it?
9: Yeah, it can be, and I think especially for me, like I had numerous accounts on Tinder, but none of them were me. So I think what put mm. me off kinder in general or like any of them dating after how dangerous they can be and i know nowadays like the only kind of way my generation especially can find love and go out and date is through these dating sites but there is still a majority of us that would rather it all happen naturally and in person and not be forced over the internet Mm.
3: and and tonight i know that we've another local connection here thomas cross who worked with us here on lmfm radio who's gone on to great things thomas is featured on the show
9: yeah he's on it with me tonight so the two of us are kickstarting the series which is going to be great so I imagine like obviously I know what's coming up on our episode and I know it's going to be brilliant entertainment everyone will be sore from laughing yeah. um, and I imagine Crossy's side of it is going to be brilliant as well so the <laughs> show will be a mix going forward and back between uh, me and himself.
3: Yeah and Biddy uh, uh, from Glenrow, uh, uh Mary McAvoy is working with Thomas.
9: Yeah, yeah, it's just going to be incredible. I think tonight's <laughs> episode,
3: like, obviously, they usually say leave the best to last, but I think they've got the best. Ah, good, Anya. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm with you. Of course they did. They opened the cracking bottle of Beaujolais first, and we're going to, we're <laughs> going to enjoy it uh, this evening. The other thing I wanted to mention to you, may I say, uh, I saw you uh, quite recently at work in your working outfit as yeah. well. How, how's it going?
9: Yeah, so it's going brilliant, Jerry. Obviously, I am still studying midwifery and it's a big, big thing for me and it's just the core to everything that I'm doing at the moment. So as much as I love my social media career and television career, I equally love the midwifery. So I'm out on placements at the minute. um, So I'm balancing everything that I'm doing here and my 12-hour six. But I'm absolutely loving it. So Mm -hmm. thank God. But yeah, it's hard and it's hard to balance everything. But I think when you love all the things that you're doing. Like, I love each career equally as much as each other. So it's always easier when you love your job. It's easier to balance everything, I think.
3: Mm, It's a wonderful... Uh, may I say career to pursue I said this to you before you know midwifery and life new life and all that goes with it you know begin at the beginning of life and you know before and when baby arrives and after there's so many areas you can can work in there but I I I just thought you know you 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 model you're you're on social media but by god the work you were so proud of that picture of you at work
9: Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people look at me and they think, oh, she looks good all the time and she just stands in front of the camera and everything else falls into place for her. But like that isn't the case. You know, I am a person and I do. I am caring and I do have feelings as well. And I think by going into a career like midwifery, I can use that side of me and I can, you know, use my emotions and stuff to be successful in that career. And for me, I absolutely love it. And when I go into the hospital, I'm just Chelsea Farrell, the midwife i'm not this person who's on television i'm not mm. a social media superstar i'm just me and i absolutely do love it and it is a brilliant career path beyond because it's something that until you're in it and until you're in the moment you don't realize how incredible it is
3: absolutely back to this dating thing and you mentioned something i just want to pick up on before you go and um, you know the apps and the online dating scene and then in person um You know people do meet And it is successful Mm -hmm. online And that as well But it's a a strange world If I even may say that Even though I've never used it I'm not familiar Mm -hmm. with it at all But from what I hear But would you think You know that There's nothing to beat Meeting somebody in person And taking it from there
9: yeah, Jerry, I'm such a strong believer in if you're going to fall in love with someone and going to find the one for you, it should all happen naturally and in person, because I feel like the internet can be a little bit forced, it can be a little bit awkward, because so, you're after talking to someone for six or eight weeks and then you meet them. So it can be a little bit kind of dragged out. So I do think the best way to do it and the most kind of successful way to do it is just to let it all happen naturally
3: meet up in person and go with the flow from there. Here, mm, here. Well, Miss Farrell, we are standing by. It's on tonight. What time is it on at? It's on at half nine on RTE2. On RTE2. Our Chelsea, don't miss it this evening and you'll see how she gets on. You're <laughs> a star. Continued success to you with everything you do and thank you so much for joining uh, me thank again. Thank you,
9: very
3: Thank you for having me. Not at all. Take care of yourself. The wonderful Chelsea Farrell, pulling with my parents on TV tonight. At 9.30. My next guest will stage a major solo exhibition at the Wilton Gallery in Sandy Cove in Dublin. And it is a culmination of many years work. It's paintings and sculpture. He's from County Mead. I spoke to him before on the show. He's a simply brilliant guy. John Fitzgerald, welcome back to Late Lunch. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really, really good. Well, congratulations on this exhibition. I've been having a look at a little bit of the preview as much as I can see online. Tell us about it. You know, how long is this in the making?
8: Um, I, I was asked that yesterday. I told somebody 30 years. That would be just <laughs> probably telling lies. I know it's it's a long time in the making, I suppose. It's, for people who are used to the work I've been doing over the last, maybe three to five years seven years uh, this show will be uh, very different to what they've seen um, and I've been working on trying to find you know every artist tries to find their voice if you like or their their style so this I think I've I've kind of uh, settled on a, a theme which is I'm very comfortable with which is kind of the use of light and dark and mm. um, and I've Probably been working on it seriously hard for the last two years. Mm. Um, and in talking with the gallery over the last couple of years and working on my style and trying to, you know, come up with a my, my own voice, if you like. Yeah, you know?
3: so, so in a way, it's like a work in progress building yeah. up to the exhibition.
8: Absolutely. It's been, yeah, it's been a work in progress over the last couple of years, mm. particularly since lockdown. You know, a lot of yeah. artists, musicians, Uh, painters, writers, everyone Um, when lockdown you know, the first lockdown a couple of years ago, you know, we we didn't have galleries open, we didn't have places to go and show our art and we relied on people coming to us, you know, with commissions and I've just been very lucky, I, I was kept working throughout the last two years, you know. Mm-hmm,
3: which is great to hear. It's themed around, of course, your enthusiasm. We spoke about it before for horse racing, race courses, the people, the landscape and all that type mm-hmm. of thing. That That is really the 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 whole theme with the paintings you're displaying.
8: Yeah, like it's... it's I suppose the title of it is called Moving Through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on horse racing uh, images and, you know, scenes from um, you know different horse race different race courses I've been at over the years, you know, from Fairy House to Leopardstown to the Curra, even to Royal Ascot. Mm. and I've I've kind of taken snippets of scenes that I've been where I've been there and maybe sketched and photographed and I've tried to break them down into their simplest form, which is really just the horse, the jockey, some of the scenes that go on at horse racing and really take out you know, the sky, the, the grass, the, yeah. the obvious stuff, if you like. And I really just focus in on, you know, blocks of life that are hitting the horse or hitting parts of the jockey.
3: Yeah, I'm just saying uh, that. You know, I'm looking at some of them here and I just think to myself... Mother of God, how do you do? How does the man do that with brushes and strokes and paint? Because nearly you can see, you know, after race, you can see the steam rising off the horses. You can yeah. see the sweat on them. It's nearly as if you could touch them. They're so real.
8: Well, look, thanks, Jerry. It's, I suppose it's back to the question, how long does, have you been working on this? This is years and years of just trying to perfect. Yeah. You know, drawing that form, drawing the horse, drawing the. It's capturing that energy of the racecourse and the race day, and you know, so much goes on at the race, and so much goes on, you know, in in general, just with the horse. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. one of the images in this painting, uh, it's a Connemara, but I was down in Connemara during the summer, and I caught an image of this beautiful uh, horse, the, the Connemara, the grey, just in a silhouette of light, just hitting hitting the top of his of his mane, going down over his back, and. I was lucky enough just to be driving from Ballyconnili to Roundstone one evening and I just pulled in the car and I took a photograph and that's one of the images now that's in this exhibition but I've removed the background which was, you know, the, the stones and the landscape of Connemara and I've just focused solely on this beautiful animal. You yes,
3: know? yes. And do you do that a lot? You know, I suppose you have to catch a moment in time and use, you use pictures as the basis then for your paintings?
8: Yeah, and in some cases if I'm out you know, it's called plein air painting, which is, out, you know, painting outdoors, Um, where I bring the easel and, and some canvases down the trees and I start, you know, sketching cattle or whatever whatever takes, you know, whatever takes the form. And I'm just, you know, if I'm in, in a stud farm, I'll take out the sketch pad and so and photograph at the same time. Yes. Like, it's kind of, it's it's always a work in progress, you know? Yeah,
3: terrific. How, you know, the sculpture end of this, talk to me Hmm. about that. Uh, Does that follow the same theme or or, or what's the story with sculptures? And you know, when you paint, how does that work for John Fitzgerald? Do you have to devote time to sculptures and leave the painting aside or is it a bit of a mix and match? Yeah, it's
8: it's a bit of a mix and match. The sculpture came about, well, you see, years ago I went to college at the product design Mm. And the product design was based around sketches coming up with uh, concepts for designing products. Um, and with that product, you have to make uh, a clay model or a foam model. Yeah. So that, that, I was kind of trained how to do that years ago. And then I did small bits over the years, but nothing serious. And then during lockdown, I was out in the field one day and I just had clay in the studio and I started sculpting some some cattle out in the field. And that was my first real go at doing proper sculpting. And mm. then I started sculpting a Charlay Bull.
5: Mm.
8: And that came out very well. And then it progressed from there over the last two years. Uh, did did some horses. Um, was working on a commission of uh, a, a lovely horse, a very well-known sire called Presenting, who was in Ratbury Stud. Mm. Uh, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago. And I did a painting for Ratfire Stud of presenting, and then I just decided I'd try and sculpt him as well. Right. And I did, and it, and he came out pretty well. And since then I've gone on to do bulls, and, you know, Spanish bulls, and, yeah. you know, a horse's head is in this uh, exhibition, a lovely kind of a, an abstract version of a horse's head. Yes. Um. And they've they've all started really, you know that's the question, Jerry. I go from doing one to the other I go
3: from yeah, yeah, two. yeah, and, 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 and in a way isn't it, isn't it a a nice mix as well Absolutely, rather yes, yeah yeah than to be at just one all the time, but you can leave that aside, yeah. then go to the other your your um your sculptures the cast I know in dublin um that's and right. and they're a, a, a bronze. what's this lost wax technique? would you explain that to me what is that? No,
8: really. Yeah, you see, what happens is I bring in the clay model first and that gets, they pour liquid plastic, if you like, latex over that, right? Mm. And that's, that's to make a mould. And then that, that plastic model, is, is you fill it with wax. Okay. And it's, you know, liquid wax. Mm. That turns into a solid um, cast again. So now you're, now you're working with this solid mm. wax cast, which is exactly the same as your clay model. Yes, and what they do is they make a plaster cast with different sands and grit, and they make it literally fireproof before it goes into the mould, okay,
5: mm.
8: or into the furnace. So you've given them this plaster cast, which is filled with um, wax. What happens is they put your your um, cast into the, this real hot liquid, which is poured out from the furnace, which is the liquid bronze, and the liquid bronze gets poured in and they have an exit for the wax to go out. So yes, the, the clever, wax. clever. And hence you're left with the solid
5: bronze
8: inside yeah. the car. So it was, you know, came, the, the Egyptians apparently came up with the lost wax technique. Yeah, many, many, many years ago. There you and go,
3: and it still is. Yeah, it still is in use, yeah, in use today in Israel. And is relevant. brilliant. Yeah. I, I was just curious about that. That and I, I followed yeah. it. We followed it certainly uh, from start to finish. There. So the exhibition uh, opens. There's a, a preview day on Friday. How long does Friday, it run then. for?
8: It'll be running. Uh, the preview day, as I said, is Friday evening between around six and eight thirty PM, and mm. then it's open to uh, everyone. Then from Saturday. Uh, the 23rd until Saturday, the 6th of November. So just over, Just three weeks.
3: Oh, that's a lovely run, so it is, and it gives everybody plenty of time to go and see it, and it is, yeah. again, in the Wilton Gallery, Glastule Road in Sandy Cove in Dublin. Well worth checking out. I'm not being cheeky, I hope, asking you this, but yeah. when you when you do an exhibition like this, is it a, is it a, a showroom for your work as well? Are, are the exhibits... For sale? Some of them we been bought already. What's the story? Oh, no,
8: no. These are all... This is a selling exhibition. Everything in this show will be for sale. Okay. Um, all of these pieces... Most of these pieces have never, never been seen before. Yeah. Um, all the artworks um, of Star 1 or 2 are brand new pieces. They haven't been really put uh, anywhere except on social media. We're using one of the paintings um, called Seven Shades which is one of the biggest paintings in it, which is a scene of Cheltenham of seven horses. Um, and that, that's really the only piece that's been shown to the public so far, and possibly one of the sculptures. But uh, most of the cherry is, is work that's never been seen.
5: Okay. And, I...
8: and, yes, it's absolutely same.
3: There you go. Well, folks, okay. if you're in the racing game or you just want something marvellous and unique that would add to your... Place of Abode, well, I recommend you go along and see this wonderful exhibition. It is well, well worth seeing. John Fitzgerald, is just simply brilliant. So it's, again, I mentioned at the uh, Wilton Gallery in Sandy Cove, and the preview is Friday, open from Saturday, runs uh, into uh, the, uh, what date in November the 9th, did you say, yeah? Sixth, 6th of November. 6th, I beg your pardon, the 6th okay, of yeah, November. I
8: quickly just thank Rittica in the Wilton Gallery. For all her help and support over the last couple of years, and particularly the last few weeks and months in uh, preparation of this exhibition, and uh, uh, thank you to everyone else who's helped. Ah, yes,
3: it takes it takes work to put something brilliant like this together. This John, to keep doing what you're doing. You're fantastic. Lovely to catch up with you today. Thanks, Jerry. Not thank at all. You. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. That's the wonderful John Fitzgerald there. That man is brilliant. He is brilliant. Honestly. They talk to you, the horses, as you look at the pictures. I do mean that. Juilipa, <laughs> don't start now on your late lunch this afternoon. I love that song. I've been bopping around the place. Hold on till I catch my breath a little bit there. Love that. I love that. Wouldn't you love an now... Dance on the dance floor shortly and up round the place. God, we've been missing that, haven't we? We really have. Oh, Lord Almighty. We've watched this space till we see what happens with indoor stuff. Now, you're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. And as I mentioned to Mr. Oliver Callan earlier on in the show, who brought us Bob Geldof. Can you believe it? One of the rats on Late Lunch today. And they, me, Artists of the Week. Yes, the Boomtown rats are uh, my focus this week on Late Lunch in the Artists of the Week. Feature and uh, moving on in the story with Jerry Cart. Uh, gone, uh, the now five-piece Rats released their fifth album called V-Deep in February 1982. It produced a couple of lukewarm minor hits and was in part rejected. Yes, it was rejected initially by their American label before being released there to underwhelming acclaim in the latter part of 82. The Long Grass was their next vinyl, yes, album, but it too more or less had no support for... From the record label And it bombed They were struggling now Playing minor venues Until Band-Aid lifted their profile again In 84 and into 85 However They were put into suspended animation uh, By Geldof Because of his involvement With the Live Aid project And though they did get together for self-aid In 1986 here in Ireland Do you remember it? It was uh, raising money and profile for the unemployed it would be the last performance after ten whirlwind years. Yes, they would reform many years later, but we'll park that for today and come back to it again. 1980 is the year for today's song.
5: Sounds <laughs> like
4: <laughs> The and and do you while
1: you're sleeping with your
3: Boop Town Rats, Banana Republic. I've said it here many times on the show. I think that song and some of the lyrics are as relevant today as they ever were. Stab you in your back, laughing in your face. Yes, it's a fact. It happens still and many other things besides. And it annoys people when I say that. It really does that uh, we live in a banana republic at times, but we certainly do. There are times when you think, my God, has anything changed since the rats penned that song back in the 80s? I know a lot has changed and we've improved on many fronts indeed, but there's still an awful lot left to be desired about this country. There really, really is. And I know we're a young nation relatively, but at the end of the day, at times, you'd be ashamed the way with things that happen in this country still today. And that song, I say, is still relevant from the Boomtown Rats, Banana Republic, From 1980, and I'll bring you more from the rats tomorrow afternoon on the show in music, and of course, a wee bit about them and where they are and what they're up to at this stage. They did come back together, they did briefly, Uh, but a lot of water went under the bridge between uh, breaking up when they did and reforming, and we'll hear that on the show tomorrow afternoon. Now, pound the pavements was initiative that we uh, ran here on the radio station for a time earlier on the year and it was really successful and it was aimed at raising the profile and money especially for Down Syndrome Ireland. We're going to have a chat to sort of round the whole thing off with the lovely Andrea McArdle after the break. It's been a very difficult time for charity organisations don't have to remind you and one of the initiatives we gave a hoosh to during the year was Pound the Pavements for Down Syndrome Ireland. Andrea McArdle's family is supported by and a supporter of Down Syndrome Ireland, and she joins me on the line. Hello, Andrea again. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Long I am. no speak. Oh, It's a long, you know, I'm just sitting here and I'll tell you, I can see you and Joni with me yes. here in the studio on yes. that lovely, lovely day. What age is she now, Andrea?
2: Oh, gosh, she's over three and a half now. So she was a lot younger in those days. She was
3: was just gorgeous She'd steal your heart And I can still see her with you here With me in the studio And as I mentioned there You know this is sort of the Mm -hmm. final chapter In Pound the Payments And as somebody who's involved with the organisation As I said supports and is supported by it, It went very well didn't it?
2: Uh, Jerry, it was just brilliant and um, first thing first is a big thank you to LMFM who came on board as a media partner. We were absolutely thrilled um, to, to have you on board. It, was, uh, it really made a big difference to the whole campaign. Um, and I suppose it was the first time we ever ran an event of that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we were delighted. I think we learned lots. Um, I suppose it's coming to an end for this year. We're hoping maybe it's something we'll uh, we'll try again next year, um, maybe slightly differently. Um, but just, you know, everyone in the whole Me area the, who came out, who took part, who walked, ran, did all sorts of activities to help us the pavements basically. Um, it was just brilliant. We were quite overwhelmed by everyone's generosity and their time. And it was just great fun. It was, you mm. know, it was during the summer months. We had a great summer. I think everyone was COVID weary. Um, yeah. But it was just, it was fabulous just to see everyone out and, you know, really lending a hand. Yeah. Um, So it it was just fantastic.
3: Well done to everybody and thanks to everybody who supported it. And every euro makes a real, real difference. What do Down Syndrome Ireland mean to a family like yours?
2: Well, I suppose that the the important thing about this event was um, this was run by the Lowes Knees branch. Um, so every penny that was earned number one will uh, that was raised locally effectively will stay local mm. um so Joni, at the moment, just given her age, so she's in the sort of the under sixes um benefits from a home teacher scheme, so once a fortnight, um she has a teacher who comes to our home and spends two hours or between an hour and two hours depending on the age of the child. Um, we'll do a whole range of activities from reading books to, you know, developing gross fine motor skills, um, using laws. All you hear is lots of giggles and singing coming from the kitchen downstairs when, when Heather, who's our teacher, comes. Um, basically, in the branch, we, at the moment, we have three teachers and about 32 families who benefit from that particular scheme. Obviously, we run other schemes for um, young adults as well. Um, but I suppose it's the one I'm most familiar with. So it's, it's a costly scheme to run,
5: mm.
2: um, but it's very effective in preparing, I suppose, the under sixes for both preschool and then primary school. Um, mm. And it, it, it's well supported. And, you know, I would encourage as well if there are other families out there um, with a, a, a young member who has Down syndrome who haven't been in touch um, to please do get in touch with us because. The scheme is free to these families. That's the, the reason for us fundraising. So um, everybody, you know, all these children benefit um, without, you know, a burden burden to the family, um, which, you know, with with kids with Down syndrome, can have all sorts of medical issues or other needs that can be quite costly. So this is, we, you know, we pride ourselves on the scheme, and it's. Um, I think it's very important for
3: our preschoolers. Yeah, and it's just an example of a range of Absolutely. supports mm. and things that, you know, need funding and and can't mm. can't happen without it. What about mm. getting back? You mentioned the lovely summer and the walking, but in a general sense mm. for your group in and Mead uh, yeah. here and a wonderful branch you you have uh, going back many years, what about, you know, getting back to, you know, doing what you did before this blinking time started in, mm. in in March 2020? Ha- has opened up a bit for you it
2: has yeah i mean the fact that we can even hold the home visits now is is a big plus because initially during lockdowns everything was locked down um and obviously um down syndrome ireland the national organization were very cautious about um opening up services to to our members with down syndrome because they can be quite vulnerable um health-wise so um, you know, we have to put all sorts of protocols in place um, even to to get this program started up again. So teachers have all sorts of PPE and there's all sorts of protocols that teachers must follow. Families must follow. Um, our main priority is to keep everyone safe. But it's also, also to balance that with being able to get these services up and running, running because our members need them. Yeah. Um, and they're very... Uh, Many of these services rely on the the donations of your listeners, um, otherwise it wouldn't happen. They're not funded by government. They're not funded by public services. You know, they rely on um, everyone out there willing to sort of get out there during the summer, you know, run a half marathon, walk a few kilometres um, and sort of shake a bucket or ask friends and family to throw them a few bob and the, the impact of that is enormous
3: for mm. our families Where would we be without the generosity of Irish people Andrea, across the board, mm. you know what I mean Like, uh, yes. what a, what, and I know I know other countries as well, you see it in the UK and that fantastic fundraiser and that but there's something about the Irish people they'll always put their hand in their pocket they're great communities to, to get behind, you know, organisations like Loud Meat Branch Down, Cinder yeah. Ireland, so many other things, wonderful to, to feel that, isn't it?
2: Oh, absolutely, and I, I suppose I should say, Jerry, that um, I suppose this is the end of the campaign for this year. And with yourselves, we have raised thirty-seven thousand euro, Woo-hoo! which is no small amount. Um, so while we're talking about fundraising, it's not just a couple of euro that we raised. It was people were extremely generous, um, and yet you're right. I, you know, I don't know people. Irish people tend to be very generous, and. If they don't have a lot of money, they donate time. You know, so many people said, what can I do? And that's wonderful to to have that. Um, And even other because of uh, the campaign you ran on radio, lots of other smaller organizations like GAA clubs and golf clubs all came on board and said, look, we're running our ladies golf day You know, can we fundraise for you? And so all that went into the Pound the Pavements um, campaign over the summer. So it was just amazing, super.
3: It's Absolutely great, different. yeah, I've seen that myself, the way others link in with you and Absolutely, they're doing something and yeah. say, listen, we're going to support this, ah, it's just something else. Anyway, 37,000 euro yes. pounding <laughs> the pavements, it's a fantastic sum of money, well done again to yes. everybody and look, you're a star for joining us today, so to bring the curtain down on it for this year, but watch this space 2022, say hello to Joni and everybody under the McArdle roof, won't you please? I will, of course, Gary, good to talk to you. You. And you too. God bless you. Take care, Andrea. Bye bye. And the wonderful fine. bye, Andrea McCardle. There, uh, pound the pavements. Brilliant, brilliant, and well done too, everybody. Again, that's our lot on late lunch for this midweek Wednesday show. Coming up tomorrow on late lunch, will I just get me notes out here? I do know who's coming up tomorrow. Yes, we have Nicola Talent with us tomorrow on the show. The brilliant uh, journalist and crime writer. Her new book about the Godfathers of Irish crime and their link into the world of boxing. Donald Morris, he's a very successful businessman from County Mead. He's with us on the show. Sarah McCann's back with another documentary. Yes, our Sarah who was shortlisted for an Imro Award in documentary this year. A documentary about Pavarotti when he visited Dundalk. I can't wait to hear about it myself. And Droughton Motor Show on the way. We'll be hearing more about that on Late Lunch tomorrow, this Saturday in the heart of town in Lawrence Street. That's a lot for Wednesday. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Wonderful music and more besides. But we'll be back on Thursday, please God, from 1.30 to talk to you. All we need is you. Yeah, we need you with us tomorrow again. Thank you for joining us every day. Have a nice evening. See you tomorrow the late
2: lunch with blackstone motors drada dundalken cabin let blackstone motors find the perfect car for you with over 300 cars to choose from we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars in drada dundalken cabin low apr and zero
0: deposit packages available see BlackstoneMotors.ie for more details ready to pop the question